business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People Podcast. I am your host, Walt Bayless, and on today's episode, we're talking to Steve Rosenbaum, the original follow-up specialist, the man who believes in flawless follow-up. He's a LinkedIn influencer, CEO, and coach of what he calls the second act, the ability to take a central position in your life and design that second act. We talk through so many different things, including does it take $10 million to retire? What's the best way to get started in an entrepreneur journey? And so, so many more steps. I really found the information in this interview uh, encouraging and there's a lot of uh, great information that anyone can take and move forward with and really achieve some amazing goals in their life. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you do too. Please enjoy our Business and People podcast, today's episode, with Mr. Steve Rosenwell. Steve, thanks very much for joining me, mate. Walt, thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's, it's a real pleasure, man. It's a real pleasure. I, I appreciate the time taken uh, to jump on and have a chat with us. I mentioned in the introduction that uh, you are known to be the, the flawless follow-up specialist. You're an author. I mean, you wear a lot of hats. What's a, what's a day in the life look like for you now that, uh, you know, with all of these things that you've got going on? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, you, you know, truthfully, I, I don't sleep. I get up um, real early my time, probably about 3 or 4 a.m. because I just can't sleep. And, you know, you know, you're a perfect example because you're on the other side of the world for me. So if my eyes open up at 3 or, the four, 3 or 4 in the morning and I'm thinking, oh, I can go up right now and I can speak to somebody in your time zone or, yeah. you, you know, in, in, in India or Europe or, or whatnot. So I get more done every morning between 3 a.m. and 8 a.m. than um, than I ever did in the working world. And wow. Yeah, so I get a lot done at, at that time of the day. And I like to start with an hour just dedicated to myself and to my business before, <laughs> before the Skype starts going off and the emails start going off and the phone starts ringing and so forth. So I like to do that, and I like to always write an email out to uh, to – to my group and, and, and the people that follow me, I, 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 usually when I wake up, it's so funny, Walt, I know you're the same way. We've had this discussion. I wake up and I've got an email in my head. And it's one of the reasons I come running into the, into the office. I'm like, well, I've got this email in my head and I got to get it down. And, and I like to get it out early in the morning. Nice. So that's how we start the day every day. Okay, fantastic. So your your time is spent, you know, then talking to the clients and and coaching. I know that you've got a, a lot of clients there as well. Tell me about that hour, though, mate. Before we get into that that business, so you you spend an hour um, working on your business, on yourself, and and like I said, what what's the kind of um, filler of that hour? What what takes the priority there? Well, it's probably more on my business than it is on myself. I have to work more on myself, to tell you the truth. I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm trying to stop all these nasty habits that I have. Uh, now, now that now that we're getting older, so right. and I realize I realize I'm not immortal. I used to think so, but I, I'm starting to realize that's not the case. Um, but no, so that hour is is really the time that you know I I love I love systems. I love flawless follow up. So I I love to look at my system, which is really damn good as it is. But I like to I, I like to perfect it, or I like to look at the numbers, or I like to. So one beautiful thing about marketing, the way that I market and the, the way that I build these systems is, I, I can measure everything, so I, I can find exactly what works, and 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 that's usually what I'm doing at that time. Is there other tools that you use for that, mate? Because from from my perspective. Um, uh, 
I, I like to probably use the crutch, and I do say it's a crutch, of saying that I'm not a numbers guy. Like the analytics and that kind of stuff really is something that I've struggled with my entire entrepreneur journey. Are there tools that you use to help you keep track of that stuff? <laughs> I'm going to bore you and tell you that Excel is the best thing in the world for that kind of stuff. If that's the reality, that's the reality. It is, it is, now, it is the reality, but um, I am a numbers person, and, and it's what I did in my, in my career. I mean, go, going back to oh, when I was VP of sales for a company in the mid-'90s, um, one of the ways I, I quadrupled their sales, this was a company that had hundreds of different products, but I discovered that if this is really kind of based on the 80-20 rule, but I really was able to discover that if we got customers to buy 35 different products or what we call SKUs at that point, but if we got customers to buy 35 products, then we would substantially build our business. And the reason why is because once they had that, that size assortment, they were always selling things and they were always needing to reorder and replenish. And so the, so the restocking orders would come. So I've always loved to to wield numbers this way and and have found that the 80-20 rule or some variation of it really does have a lot of credence. And and, yeah. and, and so, you know, because of that, I always love to find what that is. In that, in that case, it was 35 products. So I that's with my sales team. I went out to my sales team. I said, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to whip you to try to to place 200 products. I only want you placing 35. And yeah, you can nice. pick which 35 they are. And that's one of the ways we quadrupled the sales was, was, was just doing that one thing. I think any business owner who, who heard the words quadruple sales will be uh, taking notes right now. Steve, tell me, how did you, so you've, you've gone from, uh, from an employee uh, to an entrepreneur, solopreneur, you know, team builder. How, would, how did that transition happen for you? It happened one day. I actually tell the story. <laughs> I got fired, Walt, is how it happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, the, they, they did it to me before I could do it to them is what happened. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, you know, I, like everybody else, I had that, that dream of, of one day I'm going to go out on my own. But, but I always was afraid of leaving that security of the check. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. when, I, when, I was, when I was young, I had a lot of success in the corporate world. Uh, I, I rose quickly through the ranks. I actually got hired away by a, different, uh, a couple different companies. And I made a, a real nice salary for a guy my age, uh, um, uh, a, a six-figure-plus salary, you know, a real nice salary for somebody my age. And with that, I made all the classic mistakes. I, I bought a big house. I bought nice cars. And, uh, and I had that security of the paycheck in, 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 until I didn't have that security of the paycheck anymore. And it all went down like that. Wow. Right? Wow. And, um, and so at that time, I, I still, the first time I was still afraid to go do it on my own, but I was getting closer, but I went out and I went without uh, about a year without a real, real job. And this was really before I was online and on the internet and really understood how those things work. And I mean, it did, it, it really ruined us financially for a period of time. Yeah. And, and that's when we moved. That's when we moved from Illinois to Texas. I came down here to to be closer to my wife's uh, family and, and to start over. And, wow. and we did. We started at ground zero and I built it back up. But, but the same thing happened. The same thing happened once I got to that stage um, in my early 40s and I was with a company that was tired of paying my salary and they were having troubles and, and they fired me again. And that's when I said, I'm, I'm never working for anybody else again. 
Yeah, the, the risk is too high. People talk about entrepreneurialism being risky. And I always shrug my shoulders like I, I just know so many people where they walked into work uh, on, a, on, a, on a Tuesday morning and, and guess what? There's a, uh, a note to go and see the boss and there's marching orders and they are done. You talk about risky. Like that to me, entrepreneurialism is the safer bet. That's, that's exactly right. And thus was the beginning of my second act. And that's where we're at right now. And I want to talk about that for a second because the, the concept of a second act is something that you're passionate about. Now, you know, we were talking a few minutes ago about the hour in the morning and, and you mentioned, you know, we're getting old. And as I look across, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now and I look at the, the new breed of people coming into the workforce, these talented, young, driven guys and, and gals and and, and I know myself, if I wasn't able to self-create, create opportunities, create things as an entrepreneur, my chances of working in the workforce again, getting back in when I'm up against that competition are pretty slim. So this concept of a second act, being, being in the second chapter of your life is something that you talk a lot about. Tell me about your feelings around that and how that kind of uh, manifests into, into what you do in business. Well, it is so true, Walt, you, and the statistics are there to bear it out. And I, I'm the last year of the baby boomers. I, I am 55 as we're making this video. I was born in 1964. That is the last year of, of the baby boomers. And many of the people in my audience are my age and older. But I find this to be true of most marketers. And I know you and I have had this discussion. I know it's probably true of your audience. And not just because of my age, but you look at the statistics and look at what's happening. And, and, and corporate America... Uh, is practicing ageism. At least they are here in the U.S., but I've heard it's true in, in your country and, and uh, in Europe as well. All right, the, uh, Ageism is alive and well. Uh, people our age are having trouble finding work. They're getting let go from their jobs. They're not being offered opportunity for advancement. They're getting passed up if they even have a job. And um, I think you were telling me that horrible story about what was happening with uh, your friend who was a firefighter in the U.K. You, yeah. you know, this is just... This is happening everywhere. And, um, and the stats of people who can afford to, to retire, uh, it, it just it doesn't exist. There's, there's a financial uh, guru, uh, her name is Sue Zorman, yep. uh, who, who writes books. And she, in an interview, she said it's going to take you at least $5 million in the bank to retire. She says it's probably closer to ten. Now, uh, you know how many people have $10 million in the bank in the U.S.? It's less than one half of 1%. So, so for 99.5% of us, we're not going to be retiring. Yeah. So we, yeah. bet, we better have a second act. We better figure out a way for us to make a stream of income. And the other thing is I'm of the belief that you don't have to have ninety-nine or, or $10 million in the bank to retire if you can produce cash flow. If you can have a stream of cash coming in, with, which fortunately – with the tools we have at, uh, available to us today, with our ability to reach out to the entire world to spread our message, but even hone in on, on people specifically in our target audience like never before, we are so blessed to have that opportunity. And I'm just trying to help people take advantage of that because I think that's the answer. So I think that's, can I just focus in on that for a second? Because, uh, you know, Sue Zolman is a, is a well-known author, you know, in terms of writing from a financial perspective. And the commentary 
to to say to somebody, you know, it, it's probably closer to 10 million in the bank, at least 5 million in the bank. You know, that is generating then a, a cash flow stream. That's why she's picked that number because she's basically looked at it and said, okay, that's going to give you, uh, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars a, a week to be able to survive. However, as a business owner, that number of 5 million or 10 million being in the bank necessary to create a cash flow of X amount of thousands of dollars a month can be quickly achieved by being a self-creator, by finding an opportunity, by targeting a customer group in the right way, and by engaging technology, even though it's a little bit scary, and creating that cash flow that can completely replace the need to have a five or $10 million bank account. Do you believe that anyone that has access to the internet today could achieve that kind of cash flow um, in the second act of their lives? Well, sure. I mean, I, I have coached so many people to do so, and I know you have as well, uh, people from all walks of life. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I just got a testimonial from somebody the other day that thanked me because the way I showed him how to work LinkedIn, um, he's he's about to get his first paying client ever. Wow. And, and, you know, and, and, and it, this was somebody that didn't have the confidence, didn't feel like he had the tools. Uh, but I was able to show him the way. And it's a beautiful thing. And, and there's so many people doing it. And, and the great thing about what we're talking about is I like to focus on what I call my, your pet, your pet. It's your passion, your experience, and your talent. Because the one thing that we do have when we get to this stage of our lives is, is well, we, we have experience. You, you can't get this gray hair without experience. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Hopefully, we've got passion. If we have a pulse, we should have some passion. And we all have talent, though some of us just refuse to give ourselves credit for it. So the reality is we do have, if you allow yourself to tap into your pet, to your passion, to your experience, to your talent, then what you're going to find is you you excel at something and you can go help people with that. And just look at YouTube and look at look at the endless, endless number of topics on YouTube. I, I know people that are making a million dollars a year. I just said the word Excel a second ago, and I talked about Excel spreadsheets. I know people making a million dollars a year by teaching people how to use Excel spreadsheets. There it is. As uh, easy as that. It is. It is. Um, I, I know. I know moms that make videos showing other moms how to how to help their kids learn to tie their shoes or even potty train, and they and they and they're able to create info products about that and monetize that. So it really can be whatever your passion, your experience, and your talent is. Wow. Is that, is that something that you have a uh, – so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm endorsing some of your coaching here. Is that something that you have a system for? Somebody comes to you and says, Steve, I'm in the second act. I'm either scared of losing my job. I, maybe I have lost it already. Um, either way, I'm concerned. I, you know, this is my position. Do you have a strategy for taking that person with no idea what that – passion, uh, talent, and what was the E, sorry? Uh, a, a T, it's passion, passion, experience, and talent. So they've got that PET acronym. They have no idea what that may turn out to be. Do you have a system for taking someone from A to B to be able to teach them how to create something that they have uh, and can wrap around themselves? You know, I do, and, and, and thanks for asking. And, and we, we have a, this is something you and I have never spoken about, but I have a course, and I call it, um, I, I call it the, the legacy, the legacy way. I was having trouble finding the last word there. It's called the legacy way. And, and I built it 
based on that word legacy, because uh, I, I'm teaching people how to leave a legacy that back in, um, in, in my corporate co- uh, career, when the, the first time I got fired, I hired a coach um, to help me to start. This is when I probably first started exploring the Internet. We're talking right around the year 2000. And he was a guy that was already on the Internet and was already selling ebooks. He was an author of two dummies books. He wrote the book Act for Dummies based on the, the ACT CRM program. And he wrote a book called Time Management for Dummies. And his name was Jeffrey Mayer. And I, and I paid Jeffrey $5,000 to start coaching me. And Jeffrey um, made a little bit of money with those dummies books. He said they gave him about a dollar a book and, and he sold about 100,000 books. So he, he made about $100,000 off the books. But he also retained the right to those. And Jeffrey, back in the year 2000, was selling ebooks online. And basically, each ebook was almost a chapter out of a book. And wow. he sold them for like $16. Okay. He and he owned the rights to all of that $16. All of it. All of it. Yeah. So he so he made a fortune off of that, right? So um selling the chapters for $16. So uh, Jeffrey unfortunately died suddenly. He was only 55 years old, same age as I am right now. And he was um, walking with his wife downtown Chicago, walking home after dinner, and he collapsed on the sidewalk and died of a heart attack. Wow. Well, what I don't think he realized, but he had, in fact, created a legacy because the books kept selling even after he was gone. And they, and they, and they provided an education for his daughter, and they provided uh, fi- you know, financial uh, means for, uh, for his wife. And, in fact, a, a few years later, his wife actually sold the rights to the book to somebody else. So she got a, a, a lump of cash coming in. Because somebody took it over and, and updated them. And, and to this day, you could still buy his stuff. So wow. he created a legacy just by spreading his passion, his experience, and his talent. So I have created a course called The Legacy Way all about that. That's fantastic. And so I've got in the show notes, uh, people can catch up with you at uh, steverosebob.com. But uh, I think what's interesting for me, Steve, is that, you know, we, we, again, I just want to grab Suze Orman's name because she's such a standout in, in terms of, of, of this message, you know, from, from, from a financial perspective, we, we always look at the books and we see this word asset, you know, and, and everybody talks about assets and assets. If we go back to the Robert Kiyosaki books, assets are something that creates a positive cash flow. And typically, right. you know, if you started throwing that word around a room of people our age and asked them to list off a bunch of assets, they're going to come back to you with million dollar stuff, right? It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a two bedroom apartment over here. It's going to be a, a you know, a, a little coffee business down there. It's going to be uh, this uh, three bedroom house in the suburb somewhere. Like it's going to be what we would determine as a cash flow positive real estate. It's going to be something that typically is going to cost you $50,000 plus to have. And yet when we have this amazing ability that we're talking on right now, technology, you can create an asset that's digital with absolutely zero capital outlay that can continue to pay you forever. And the unbelievable ability for us to create assets such as ebooks, websites, videos, webinar recordings, interviews like this, podcast episodes, these things live on a long time after the, the final enter key has been pushed, the final recording button has been paused. 
that, that ability to create assets that generate cash flow has never been better. And I just, I love that you have a system to be able to help people do that. And I'm so glad you brought up Robert Kiyosaki because he's perfect, uh, uh, you know, because he does. He defines that asset as something that actually generates cash. Some people look at, some people think their car is an asset. And it's not, it's a liability. They, they, they owe money on their car. Besides that, it is not appreciating in value and it's not, get, it's not getting you any cash, I guess, unless you're an Uber driver. But the, um, but, so I'm so glad you said that. But I'll take it one step further, which is not only does it not cost anything, it's the only business that I know of that could actually deliver you money before you actually make the product. You and I right now, we could sell rights to this video or we could sell rights to a course or even a book and based on the sales decide if we're ever going to bring it to market or not. Yeah, definitely. Like just put it out there and ask if people are interested and see if you've got the interest before you have to outlay any time or money at all. I think that's, I think it's fascinating. And I love that, um, that, that focus on the second act because you're right, a lot of the people in that, in that space and of which I am one look at where we are on the planet thinking about the next half, the second half, and we're thinking what can we do and where can we go? Steve, what would you say so far is your biggest achievement? What's, your, what's the one that you can hang your hat on proudly? Well, you, you know, you, you business-wise, I'm, I'm very pleased that, I have, that I've really been able to create processes that are duplicatable and replicatable for, for helping both businesses and individuals. So, you know, the fact that I have taken my knowledge and created something that not only works for me, but has worked so well for so many others, it, from a business standpoint, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm most pleased with. But, but it is seeing it in action, and it, it is seeing the responses that I get from people when, when I hear their stories. I've got um, a gentleman in, in New Zealand uh, whose name is Jamie Houston, who you know, when he came into um, my program, he was in his early 40s and he was working retail. He said, Steve, I've been trying to get out of this for 20 years. I, I'm so tired of working retail. I'm so tired of standing up for 40 hours a week and, and I don't get paid any money and I'm so tired of this. And in, in a very short period of time, I was able to help him create a very, very successful business for himself. In fact, he gave me that little uh, drawing there, right there. That's uh, that's that's me as a sensei on the floor, and that's him as uh, the young grasshopper. And he's, uh, you, you know, just saying, uh, you know, thank you for for you know what you say. It says, uh, uh, this was great. That's that's Jamie. Nice. Right. That's awesome. That's a really cool one. Very nice. Yeah, that's a really cool so, one. So, so uh, um, you know, in terms of uh, achievements and something that you're proud of, like being able to to see the success of the things that you've put in place be, I guess, uh, reenacted by people who are following those steps and also then seeing those success stories and changing lives. That's fantastic, mate. What would you say would you be, I, I think as an entrepreneur, we celebrate, or we don't celebrate our wins enough. Let me say that. We always focus on our losses uh, and uh, beat ourselves up about it. But what would you say in this second act that you've been able to create something amazing? What's been your biggest mistake so far and what did you learn from it along the way? Today, <laughs> okay. I make mistakes every day, every single day, uh, and, and some of them I repeat. But you know, one one saying that I adopted a while ago, and and I think I think I first heard um, Mario Brown say it first, but then I realized I think I came to find that that he wasn't the first one to say it. But that's okay because it really made an impression on me. 
but but it said but he said um imperfect action beats perfect inaction every time yeah and i can i have to remind myself that every day because i am a perfectionist and you you know and and so the mistakes that i continue to make all the time is that i probably don't release things fast enough and people tell me all the time steve how do you do it how do you get so much stuff you got so much content out there you should only know the stuff that never makes it because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I spend too much time trying to perfect it. And, and, and so I make that mistake. I continue to make that mistake. And, and I sign a lot of my emails to, you know, when I'm sending things out to my following and I and I sign it sometimes, you know, take imperfect action. And, and many times I'm doing that to remind myself as well as reminding them. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think, um, you know, we talked about that, the, the ability to self-create, um, creating something can create the legacy, as we talked about. I, I saw a saying which I loved, which was uh, create something today, even if it sucks. And that was the saying, that. create something today, even if it sucks. And I told a story just a little while ago of, of being able to create, come up with an idea, move it through a, a process into a market. And even if all you've done is gone from, a scribble on a piece of paper to a product that hasn't even made a sale yet. You've created something of value that has a tangible sale value to someone. You can sell that uh, and, and you can literally create money out of thin air. If you, if you're following those steps forward, what do you think, Steve, what do you think that uh, uh, we in the entrepreneurial space or people coming into that second act of their lives, what do you wish that we spoke about more that we don't, we don't bring out into the open enough? Hmm. You know, that is a wonderful question. That is a wonderful question. And I, I think I'm going to ask you if we can come back to that because that one deserves some thought and, and, okay. I, and nothing comes to mind right at the moment. You know, Let's come back to it. Let's come back to it. For me, I, I think, uh, you know, my personal one on that is I think we all need to talk more about the, the real connections in the human space. Um, today on, on, on an entrepreneurial journey, we focus in so hard and just because we're talking to 10 different people on Facebook and 16 people on Skype doesn't mean we're connecting. And I think, you know, it, certainly from my personal experience, and, and uh, I hope I'm giving you a little bit of time to think from your own as well. Um, my personal experience is whenever somebody comes into onto Facebook and has that honest post, talks about a hard time that they've just come through, what I see is so many entrepreneurs and so many people jump onto that thread and say, thank you. Oh my God, I'm having such a hard time. You know, this whole entrepreneurial journey is, is, is a roller coaster, and, uh, and we all enjoy the, the wins and the celebrations and there's some dark times and hard times. And when we see that honest post on Facebook, we, we see so many people say, oh my God, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been low, I've been hard, it's been tough, it's been whatever. I wish that we spoke more about the need to get connected in a human environment get out from behind the screen and go and take a walk on the beach go and you know if if you're uh if you haven't spoken to your social group in a long time and i'm not i'm not talking about a coaching group i'm not talking about being in the business space i'm talking about something else go and speak to a friend go and call that person that you meant to and reach out because we all tend to condense up we all go into a ball. We all work harder. You know, we think that seventh cup of coffee and the working till three in the morning is going to fix the problem. And in actual fact, what we need to do is shut down, get out, and actually uh, be human. And that gives the juice to come back and solve the problem. That's my thoughts, anyway. Well, I love it. And 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 
and I think you're right on. It definitely resonates with me. You know, we 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 have some we have some personal things going on too with with um, family members that aren't well. I we moved to where we are in Texas because my in-laws, my wife's folks, literally live three doors that way. All yeah. right, so we moved here to be able to be close to them, and and her father's really going through some tough times right now, and 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 frankly, might be getting near the end. And and that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, and so between work and between this stuff, I think you are 100% right. And just a couple of weeks ago, for the first time in a long time, I really shut down for about 10 days. I, we, we took a trip. We drove up to see my folks up in Chicago for my yeah. mom's 80th birthday. And, you know, Walt, it was the first time that I, I mean, I, I did not boot up my computer. I, yeah. I did not. I did not check what was going on in Facebook. Yeah. And uh, and my wife and I really spent time together. We drove, so we had a lot of time together. And and I have to tell you, I came back so recharged and so refreshed. Uh, so I think I think what you said really really resonates with me. Yeah. You know, I posted on uh, something just a, a couple of weeks ago. I posted uh, just a little image. You know, and, and it said on their dreams, it's nice to see you. It's been a while since I've checked in. And for me, I, I wrote that because some of, some of the times when, you, when you're, you're focusing so hard on how am I going to get through this next little uh, bump in the road, you get so buried in. And for me, that post was I'd taken an hour that day and I'd literally just sat with a blank piece of paper and with no intention of writing anything and just looked out and thought about, what am I? What am I looking forward to? What are the dreams? What, like I'm not talking about a goal. I'm not talking about let's do this by this time. I'm talking about a dream. What's the real? What's the big one? You know the wow. This would be just the most amazing life of all. And spent just a little bit of time living in that wow, amazing look forward. And and to to energize like that. To to come back and just feel like right. I know my reason. I've got a real you know fire. And it was. For me, that was a, a great little recharge session. I said to somebody just not more than an hour ago, I said, if you're facing troubles, if you're an entrepreneur, wherever life finds you, right, you've got, uh, you, maybe you're going through that second act uh, reshuffle right now, or you've got um, things that are happening around you, wherever life finds you, whatever's happening is still going to be happening in two hours from now. Take the time to get prepared. Just shut down, shut off, step back, Give yourself a minimum of 60 minutes to two hours and just be separated from it because I promise when you come back to it, it's going to seem a lot easier to deal with. Good for you. That's Good my thoughts you. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, Steve, let's, let's – uh, sorry, we got off track there, but uh, I want to come back a little bit because – your, your message uh, and your group, the people that are following along with you, as you said, predominantly are in that second act. They're kind of coming into the, the, the big hurrah and we want to make sure that the, the show ends with a bang. What would you give as advice on the other end of the life scale? You're, you've got an opportunity to stand on stage with a room full of graduating students, right? This is an auditorium filled with people who have just done their studies. They've got their their hats on and they're looking forward to, to coming out into that real world environment. What's your sage advice for the, for the kids in that room? <laughs> uh, well, well, my sage advice would be 
not to make that mistake that that I did, which was to I, I gave everything to that corporate life um, when I was their age, um, and it took away from my family, and it took away, you know, um, it, it gave us some things materialistically, and 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 then it got taken away real quickly, and and it also nearly destroyed my marriage, and I wasn't there for the first few years of my kids growing up because of it, and. and yep. Uh, you know, so it seems like that corporate career is so, so, so important. And it is, and it is, but, uh, but I would say, you know, learn to carve out that piece for yourself early. The stuff yeah. we're talking about now is an important step. I, I wish I knew it 20 years ago. I wish I knew it 30 years ago. Believe me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think if, if only we did, like things would be Things would be different. Like it would, we would be on a different path. So what, what about winding the clock forward then in that case, Steve? So you, you just mentioned as we're recording this, you're 55. Um, let's wind forward. Let's go 15. No, let's go 20 years, right? Suddenly we've got that time machine. You know, we've, we've met Doc Brown. We've got the flux capacitor working in the background. Everybody our era knows that movie, so I'm making the right references. Everybody else is going, what? Right, so let's let's have a look at that twenty years from now. We have an opportunity to catch up with your seventy-five-year-old self, hmm. and the ability for that seventy-five-year-old self to give you advice right now for these next twenty years. What oh. advice do you think your seventy-five-year-old self would give you now? Oh boy, um, to. to it's a, it's the same redundant message. This is, I feel like a boring interviewee right now, but, but, but I do like it so much. I do like, I am learning to take that time for myself right now. And I know it's the right thing to do. Um, for me, I will tell you, take better care of myself. I, I'm losing weight right now. I've lost 35 pounds. I have another, Congrats. I've, got a, I've got another 50 to go. You, well you know, done. thank you. You know, I, so for me personally, it's taking better care of myself. And, and for me, that means, my weight, and I should probably give up cigars, you know, so those are, those are the two things for me, eat better, exercise more, take care of myself and, and cigars. So look, that's probably the, the biggest thing, because I, 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 I joked earlier that I'm realizing that I'm not immortal, and, and it, it is true, and it is, you know, I used to think, I was, I was athletic when I was young, and I used to think, oh, I could, I could do that, you know, I could, you know, I, I could run 100 yards. I, I can't run 10 yards. I, you know, I mean, it's amazing. Things are flopping all over the place, and then I'll fall flat on my face. It probably has a lot to do with my center of gravity is a lot different than it was. Right. <laughs> but, it's funny how that moves. <laughs> but, you know, um, so for me, it's, it's taking better care of, of myself. And, and by the way, that, that's sleep, too. I got to get, get my sleep on a, on a normal pattern. So those are the things that certainly I know I need to work on, uh, and I know I do. So those are the things that 20 years from now, I will tell you that I took better care of myself. What about on a business level? So that, that wise 75-year-old Steve Rosenbaum has got an amazing life uh, and achievement in these next 20 years. What would the business-related advice be to, to you as the young 55 man that you are now? Uh, be consistent. Keep 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 doing it. Um, yep. You know, I, I took my, I took my eye off of certain things in the past few years and, um, you know, you know, felt, felt the, uh, the ramifications of it. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I've got a good business plan and it works. So just, just be steady, just be consistent and, um, and, and, and probably do less, probably do less. I probably okay. spread myself too thin and try to do too much. 
That's great advice. It sounds like your 75-year-old self has got his head screwed on. So I would listen to that, man. He sounds like like he's got some pretty wise words there, man. Play this back when I send it to you. All right, Steve, tell me something. We've got a couple of questions just to wrap up. And again, I really value your time. Thank you so much for for sharing it with me. Tell me something that people would find surprising about you. What would people find surprising about me? Uh, Walt, I'm so boring. Uh, (laughs) That may be the answer. (laughs) Maybe that is the answer, right? (laughs) Well, there you go. I I think, you know what, uh, you come across so beautifully to the the group. I've watched some of your uh, smart and skinny walks as you're you're heading out the door. You come across so beautifully to the group. I think uh, that that answer is a very humble, very humble one because I've, I've seen the way that you engage and there's nothing that, uh, that I find boring in any way. Steve, I've got a 60-second challenge for you. Oh, boy. You've got a friend that you haven't seen in a long time. You're, you happen to bump into each other and catch up and let's, let's grab a coffee. This friend of yours tells you that they've been following what you've done over the last few years and really love that message and they've just taken the leap that you endorse so highly and they've gone out on their own. They really admire everything that you've talked about. You've got 60 seconds to give them some amazing advice for someone who's just started out on their own and is looking to you for that, for that uh, path to follow. What would you tell that friend in 60 seconds? I would tell them, stop trying so hard to sell something and look for buyers. Uh, that's, that, that's what, that, that is what my message about flawless follow-up is, is all about. Selling is not about convincing people. This old saying of he could sell ice to the Eskimos is ridiculous and it doesn't work, all right? So, so selling is not about, you, you, you know, having a silver tongue and, 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 and being a terrific wordsmith. And it's not about trying to convince people to buy. You're going to be much more successful spending your time filtering out for those buyers that are raising their hand and saying they are ready, willing, and able to buy right now. I tell people that all the time. Lead generation is dead. This idea of lead generation, it's all about lead qualification. Because you can go out and generate leads. I know people on LinkedIn, I know people that are buying these courses and they think it's all about connections and they build up a thousand connections. Well, do the math. How long is it going to take you to to reach out to those thousand people and have a dialogue with those thousand people to find out if they really are, uh, you know, or, or to convince them or to sell them? It'll take you a minimum of a year and a half, minimum, okay? So you can't do that. But I said earlier, I'm a believer of the 80-20 rule. So what does that mean? Does that mean that 200 of them may be qualified? Guess what? It might be less. It might be 100. It might be 50. But you would do fantastically well if you found 50 buyers today, wouldn't you? So the the real thing you need to be doing is finding those 50 buyers out of the 1,000 connections and stop worrying about this big number of 1,000 of generating and start worrying about qualifying. Fantastic advice. Fantastic advice. Stop trying to sell people and, and start looking for buyers. Who's the ideal buyer for your product? Where do they hang out? What do they look at? What do, what's the problem that they have? And start crafting the message towards that pinpoint rather than spreading it as a blanket. I love it. Steve, what are some of the, uh, the books, the media, the people? What are some of the things that have been uh, essential resources for you in your journey forward? Well, you know, I, I like the classic marketers. I, I like well, Dan Kennedy. I love Dan Kennedy. You know, the man sold over a billion dollars. And, you know, when you think about Dan Kennedy and the people of his era, 
that, that did this with paper and ink versus, you know, we do things digitally. We talk about there's no cost to it. Well, that's not the case in his time, right? In his time, for them to split test a simple message it cost, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it took weeks or even months to get an answer. Something that we could do for $50 and have an answer within a couple hours, you know. So so, so those were real talented people. And, and so there's so much wisdom that comes out of, out of the Dan Kennedys of the world and, and, and so forth. Um, um, Ken McCarthy, you know, lo- I love following him. Um, I love um, Ben Settle, who's a copywriter. I, 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 I read a lot of his books. I've spent a lot of money with him, but, but I love it. I love the way he writes. And, and, and frankly, I've patterned some of my writing style after, you know, learning from him and, and honing my, my, my writing craft. Those are some of the people that I, that I look up to. Awesome, man. That's, they're, they're good tools and uh, some great recommendations there. So I'll make sure I put those in the show notes as well for everyone. Um, and so I guess just to wrap up, Steve, I'm, again, I'm so grateful for the chance to, uh, to come on and have a chat with you about this, this second act and about the, the ability to self-create. What's next for you? What's, what's the, the horizon? What's the goal that you're working towards? Where are you headed personally? Well, I've, I've always stated, as long as I've been in this game, I've stated I have two main passions. My first passion is to help businesses succeed. I, I, am, I am very, very passionate about uh, small businesses. I, I believe that they are the lifeblood of, of our way of life. And, and um, so that's, that's my number one passion. My number two passion is to help people help those businesses. And that's a way that I'm creating a lot of opportunity for people in their second act. If they don't know what to do in their second act, well, I can help them. And the way I'm going to help them is teach them how they can go out and help the businesses in their own backyard. Those yeah. businesses need so much help. So, so there's that. But also, um, I, lo- I, I love, you. I, I came up through sales, and so I want to be careful. I don't want to say selling because I just said it's not about selling. But it is about having processes in place, and it's those processes for filtering for those buyers and so forth. So, um my newest program that I'm very excited about is called the RWA machine. RWA stands for ready, willing, and able, because that's what I'm talking about. Looking for those people that raise their hands, say I'm ready, willing, and I'm able to hire you right now. It applies to any line of work, not just to local marketing, but no, no matter what you are in business for, if you spend your time and if you lay out a process and a machine for not only attracting, but being able to spot those people that are ready, willing, and able, you're going to have a lot more success. So that's my newest training program that I'm very excited about. Oh, fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to seeing it come through. I think it's going to make a great difference for everybody that's looking for that uh, next move for themselves and, and to be able to, to power through their own second act. Steve Rosenbaum, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I really appreciate the, the wisdom that you shared. I hope you listen to the sage advice of your 75-year-old self. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got coming through, mate. Again, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for joining me. Well, Walt, I thank you. And is it okay if I leave a little gift for the people that watch this? Because uh, we, we talked a little bit about that RWA machine. But I'd, I'm going to make a little video, and, and I'll do this when we're done here today. But yeah. I'll explain a little more. And, and because it, it's, it's so powerful, and it works for anybody, no matter what type of business they're in. I'd love and, it. And that's going to be the asset that creates that income and to, to get your second act going. So Fantastic. why don't I set up a page at, um, we'll call it steverosenbaum.com slash Walt. 
Fantastic. SteveRosenbaum.com forward slash Walt. That's going to be a gift from the man himself talking about that RWA system, being able to find customers uh, using the Ready, Willing, Enable system. And uh, again, Steve, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I really appreciate your time, man. Walt, I thank you. And I love your podcast. I've watched several of them. And it's an honor for me to be here. Thanks for having me. A pleasure, man. A pleasure.